You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. This is the Fired Up NFL Draft Podcast with your host, Daniel Garrett. Today, we are on part two of our edge rusher discussion. We have Aiden Hutchinson, Xavier Thomas, Myjai Sanders, Chris Bogle, Nick Benito. Let's get into it. First up, we have Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Aiden Hutchinson wears number 97. He is 6'6", 269 pounds. With a 4.74 estimated 40-yard dash, he is a redshirt junior. He displays good hand power with a solid first step. He has a wide variety of moves and is very stout against the run. He plays with a very high motor and can move across the line of scrimmage. He lined up even as a nose tackle. He lined up all the way outside as a ninth technique. He did struggle a good amount in 2019 but he had a great improvement from 2019 to 2020 but the 2020 tape was only two full games the third game he played was injured Michigan did have a short season but he still only played in the two full games got injured in the third I was able to watch one of those games the Minnesota game where he was excellent very, very good, high-quality player. Going to be up in the top 10 edge rushers this year. Um, he is a very, very good run defender. That is his best trait. His best game was Minnesota 2020. His worst game was Ohio State in 2019. When he was playing against 2019, he very much struggled with his pass rush. His run defense has been solid throughout his entire career, but his pass rush is really what improved. He showed more power in his initial punch into the lineman. He also showed a greater use of different moves. He was able to spin. He was able to rip. He was able to dip. Had good bend around the edge. Decent flexibility. Not the best, but still decent flexibility. Someone that is a very solid player. Doesn't have the same high pass rushing upside as some of the other players. But it's going to be a very dependable player. It's going to go decently high because of that dependability. Probably won't ever be able to be that edge one that you want on your team. But if he is your edge two, you are very, very well off. Xavier Thomas is up next. He is a six foot two, two hundred sixty-five pound edge rusher out of Clemson. Wears number three. Has a four six four estimated forty yard dash. Will be a redshirt junior, I believe. He missed a good amount of twenty twenty due to COVID nineteen. 
complications. Still played in seven games, though. Clemson did play an almost full schedule. He is someone that is hotly debated because of the fact that he has very high accolades, such as being a freshman All-American in his first year at Clemson. But the tape doesn't match up with that great. He is a very high motor player. It is his most redeeming quality. The motor. He is constantly working hard. He is able to crash from one side, tackle back on the other. He attacks the mesh point on option. He does everything that you want out of a player in terms of the hustle. You can't ask for more effort out of him. What he lacks is the technique necessary to be a good pass rusher and also the bend, the flexibility. He doesn't have the best first step off the line. He is versatile enough. He can play inside. He can play three-tech, anywhere out from three-tech. Does not stand up, but is a very good hand and dirt move him around the line versatile player he is good against the run most of that is because of his ability to hold at the line of scrimmage and not get driven back he does have that good strength but he doesn't have the pop to be able to drive someone else but he is able to shed decently well and gets a lot of stops in the run game because of that But a lot of that is just strength and motor, not so much having any drive and any pop. He just is not going to be able to be a starting caliber NFL end without those traits. Those are not typically things you see from someone that was voted as a freshman All-American. Those players typically are athletic freaks, which Thomas just is not. He is a high-motor player. I keep repeating that because that is by far his best trait. His best game was Wake Forest 2019. His worst game was North Carolina in 2019. He did not play as consistently as you would want either. The North Carolina game was significantly worse than a couple of his other games that I was able to watch. But he is a guy that is a draftable player for sure. And he has been talked about as a day two type guy but I just do not see that I see him more as a day three hustle player in the Rashad Weaver mold the high effort guy that gets drafted sometime earlier on day three due to his work ethic he is a guy that will most likely because of that motor be willing to play hard on special teams and that is something that is valuable but is not something you draft before day three he also does lack 
the size at only 6'2", you... Height isn't a deciding factor, but you do want more length. It allows you to play with a little bit more leverage in terms of having the longer arms. You can work more, keep the offensive lineman a distance. The shorter height does sometimes help with the leverage in terms of getting under the lineman's pads. But in general, you do want that more length. It's going to be more beneficial, especially at edge. When you kick inside, it becomes less so. But at the edge position, you do want the length. Next up, we have Myjai Sanders out of Cincinnati. He wears number 21 for the Bearcats. He stands at 6 foot 5, 258 pounds. Runs an estimated 4.7440 and will be a senior this year. Myjay has good length. In Hutchinson probably has a bit better length of the guys that we have discussed today. Hutchinson isn't normally a guy that will be discussed as that long athlete, but at 6'6", he does appear to have the long arms. He plays with good leverage as well, which is at 6'6", something that you sometimes worry about how upright someone plays which is a concern for my jai that is something they struggled with against ohio state in 2019 and that is why it was his worst game the fact that he was so upright and also plays very off balance he ends up on a, on the ground a lot because of that he doesn't have good balance he falls and slips a lot. When he tries to bend, he ends up slipping. Doesn't have the best flexibility. He does have good hand power. Does have that decent first step. He has a good motor. Chases down plays. Good hustle guy. He can shed blocks at the line of scrimmage decently well. Makes good plays on the ball carrier. Gets a solid amount of tackles because of that. He has a lot of work to do to become that top-end edge rusher. He is behind a lot of guys this year that are actually that good edge rusher. So he does have a lot of work to do, but he did make improvement from some of the higher caliber 2019 tape to the 2020. The 2019 tape is very up and down. His worst game was Ohio State in 2019. His best game was UCF in 2019. It's going to be a very interesting player to watch, especially as we get later into the season when we get into bowl games, get to watch him against those higher caliber tackles, which is something he does not face a lot of in the AAC. Next, we have Chris Bogle, the edge rusher out of Florida. He wears number eight for the Gators. He is six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds. Runs an estimated four seven forty. I believe he will be a redshirt sophomore. He stands up quite a bit. Can play in a three point stance. You do not want to kick him inside. He is strictly a seven tech nine tech rusher meaning he is playing outside of where the tight end would typically be 
is where his preferred position is outside of the tight end. You have him able to drop into coverage. He did at one point against Missouri pick up the running back in coverage and man coverage. So he is versatile enough to do that. Wasn't extremely productive as a uh, as a pass defender. He wasn't necessarily good in coverage, but he didn't give up anything bad. He was just there. And that is probably the best way to describe Chris Bogle's game. He is there. He is on the field. He is very, very much unimpressive. However, he is probably also Florida's second best edge rusher. If you're considering Zach Carter an interior defensive lineman, he plays a lot of. Five tech. A lot of times he is the outside, the farthest outside three-point stance player, meaning hand in dirt player. He is a lot of times the farthest outside player because he often has a stand-up rusher on his outside, whether that be Chatfield or Bogle, sometimes even Jeremiah Moon. So, a lot of times he has someone outside of him, so I will be considering him an interior defensive lineman, even if he does not play a prototypical interior defensive line position. So, given that, Bogle might be the second best. It's between him and Moon and Chatfield. Those are the four three guys that play a lot opposite of Brenton Cox, who is a good pass rusher. Hopefully one of these guys can take over that edge two role, but he was just unimpressive. He has a solid first step and is willing to take on pullers and has a decent motor, but doesn't really do anything. He doesn't have great pop. He isn't extremely explosive. He doesn't have good bend or flexibility. Doesn't make a ton of plays in the run game. He's just there. He doesn't mess up. And that is probably why he is the second best edge rusher for Florida. Is the simple fact he does not mess up. He is not draftable at this point. He has a lot of work to do. He provides nothing to an NFL team. Undersized. Not extremely athletic. Doesn't have good technique. Just doesn't provide anything for an NFL team at this point. Has a lot of work to do. His best game was Missouri 2020. His worst game was Georgia 2020. At one point, I did notice something he did a couple of times that he definitely needs to work on as well. Was when you had the tackle... Do a vertical set. He hesitated at the point of contact, which made his pop, which is it already isn't very effective, even less so because he is hesitating and not able to convert that speed into power because he is going from, instead of going from a sprint into the guy, 
He's going from a sprint getting up to him and then popping his hands into the chest. So the entire power that he has on that is from his hands shooting into the lineman instead of having the power from the speed that he has created on the rush. So that is something that he can improve that will help his pass rushing, maybe get him a better bull rush, but he doesn't have any moves to go with it, no counters. So he has a lot of work to do. He is probably of the five that we are going over today. Not probably, he is the worst of the five we are going over today. Last up, we have Nick Benito from Oklahoma, initially wore number 35 before switching to number 15 this past year. He is 6 foot 3, 234 pounds. That weight is very much a concern. He r- runs an estimated 46440. He will be a redshirt junior this year. He is not necessarily a true edge rusher. He does play a lot of stand up b-gap blitzer he doesn't play off the line much but he does drop a lot into coverage he has a solid motor a good variety of moves good rip decent swim has a solid first step he is very versatile he is almost always a stand-up rusher he did a couple of times put his hand in dirt again to a three-point stance But more often than not, he is a stand-up rusher. He drops quite a bit. As I said earlier, he is not good against the run. He cannot shed blocks well, which is why I would not consider him an off-ball linebacker. And he um, is almost always on the line. Regardless of where he lines up, he is on the line or close to it. But he just does not shed blocks well. He just is not good against the run. That is one of the two major concerns with him I have. His run defense and that 234 pounds. It is just even 244 would be a concern. That is a very light weight. You really, even as a... 3-4 end want him to be at least 245 that's on the low side preferably above 250 even at that but he doesn't necessarily lack the power in his hands that you would typically expect from someone that is smaller but you definitely see that lack of size and strength in the run game. He is right up there in terms of guys we talked about today with Aiden Hutchinson. He is a guy that will be in contention for that top 5, top 10 edge rushers. So he is a very good player. He just has some work to do in terms of strength in his body. Definitely want to see him put on more weight, but... A good, solid player who will be at 
Oklahoma on a very, very good championship contender this year. So hopefully we get to see him in the playoff, get to see him face some very, very good tackles. He was solid in all the games. His worst game was Florida 2020 of the three that I watched. But he wasn't bad against Florida, and that was going up against part of the time he was going up against a NFL draft pick and Stone Forsyth. Not necessarily it's some high-end tackle, but he did go up against an NFL-caliber tackle and still did well, even though that was his worst game. His best game was Kansas. He was just all over the field doing everything you could ask of him. Very, very good game, as one would expect against Kansas. To recap today, on the Fired Up NFL Draft Podcast, we discuss Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, Xavier Thomas from Clemson, Majai Sanders from Cincinnati, Chris Bogle from Florida, and Nick Benito from Oklahoma. We'll be back next week to wrap up our edge rusher discussions where we will go over a few more prospects before going over our rankings. If you have any comments or suggestions for the show, please reach out to us. You can find us at Fired Up Podcast and at Daniel R. Garrett on Twitter. We'll be back next week. Let's get fired up.